Broadcasting from within the borders of the greatest success story the world has ever known, the United States of America. It's time for an honest discussion from a fresh, new conservative voice. The C.L. Bryant Show. Welcome back. Welcome back, everybody, throughout the fruited plains of the greatest nation on the face of the planet, the greatest success story the world has ever known, and that is America. Thank you for coming along with us as we build the bridge to conversation throughout our great nation right here on the C.L. Bryant Show. I am C.L. Bryant emanating over Red State, Red State Talk, which is the number one talk platform in our nation. And if you are traveling through Times Square, be sure to look up above Ripley's, believe it or not, and you'll see the Red State Talk billboard there. And every hour, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, the C.L. Bryant Show does pop up there on that billboard just a half block away from where they dropped the big ball on New Year's Eve. And old C.L.'s face is looking right back at you there in Times Square. It is a great day in the USA, and it's all because of patriots, friends, Christians like we have here today as our guest. Hasn't been on with me in a while, much too long to have not had my good friend L.M. Buddy Pilgrim is my special guest. He is the CEO, founder of what is known to be Integrity Leadership. Buddy Pilgrim, welcome back to the C.L. Bryant Show. How are you, friend? I'm doing wonderful, CL. Thank you so much. It's always a pleasure to be on the program with you. Thank you. Buddy, tell us a little bit about uh, uh, Integrity Leadership. I just love the logo that you have there. It's an eagle with a cross emblazoned on its body. Buddy, Integrity uh, Leadership, why did you find, found it, and what is it about? Integrity Leadership was founded in 1998 with the, the very specific purpose of, of teaching people how to apply God's Word to the workplace. And I say that in the broadest sense of the word to the workplace. Now, that doesn't mean we're, I'm an evangelistic association. It's not about workplace evangelism. Nothing wrong with workplace evangelism, but that's not my focus. It is about learning how to find principles in the Word of God that guide you for every single decision that you make at work, whether your workplace is a business you own of your own, whether you work for someone else in a small business or a publicly traded corporation, the workplace even including uh, political offices, those who serve in political offices, those who work on political campaigns, and also, obviously, the workplace can be a church or a ministry as well. So any place your vocation is, the Word, God's Word, can provide guidance and direction for it. So I seek to influence business, politics, education, because all of those are places where people work, and it's places where Christians should have 
influence. Somebody's going to influence what goes on in all of those different realms of authority. It might as well be someone that shares the values that you and I share. Absolutely. I absolutely agree with you on that, buddy. If people wanted to help you with the ministry or have you come to a city or town or church near them, how would they do that? Well, thank you, Cheryl. They could contact me through my website, integrityleadership.org, I-N-T-E-G-R-I-T-Y, leadership, integrityleadership, all one word, dot O-R-G. There's a way to email me on there. It's basically contact at Integrity Leadership. I will get that, and I will be happy to talk to anyone about coming in and uh, sharing what uh, the Lord's laid on my heart about the, the influence and the role that we're to have in the world today. I believe the job description that every Christian has was given at the beginning of time when God created man, and he said, now go and subdue the earth, rule over it, have dominion over it. And he was speaking to a man and a woman with whom he had a right relationship. And the desire of God's heart's never changed, and that is people who have a good relationship, a right relationship with him, should have influence on this earth. Christians, please understand dominion. That is the first gift that God gave us over this planet, uh, our earth. So Christians, let us occupy it until he comes. My guest, a special guest, L.M. Buddy. Pilgrim, buddy Pilgrim, friend of the show, friend of mine. I'm glad that you're on with me. Let's move now into uh, a topic that is growing to be hot, very perplexing in many ways. Um, Those of you who know the Pilgrim family, of course, if you're an American, you know the Pilgrim family. Uh, Buddy Pilgrim, uh, once uh, the head of Pilgrim Pride Chicken, uh, knows exactly what it is to uh, be in the service industry, especially to an organization like Chick-fil-A, a Christian organization, as we all defended it to be, and of course stood with it. But now, buddy, the tide uh, seems to be turning in ways that we uh, had not anticipated. Your governor uh, over there in Texas, uh, Abbott, uh, is uh, calling uh, really for us to be very attentive about how we spend our money and where we spend our money when it comes to Chick-fil-A. Uh, let's get your take on perhaps their crawfishing on the LGBTQ community. Buddy Pilgrim, talk to us about it. Well, I tell you what, I was very disappointed to hear of Chick-fil-A's decision that was announced this week that they would no longer be donating to the Salvation Army, to uh, uh, what's the other organization, the, the Fellowship, yeah, of Christian Fellowship of Christian Athletes, Athletes. Yeah. and other organizations that have expressed nothing more than the traditional long-held view that marriage is to be between one man and one woman for life. That, by the way, is the view that Barack Hussein Obama expressed during his 2007-2008 presidential campaign. Now, he flipped on that in 2012, but that's the very view that Obama expressed back then. It's the very view that Hillary Clinton and Bill Clinton had expressed at one point in time. So it's not something that's so far out of the mainstream as to be just some crazy idea. Uh, So I was very disappointed to to hear that uh, Chick-fil-A had decided they're not going to donate or support wonderful organizations that do tremendous work for youth in terms of the Fellowship of Christian Athletes and in terms of those who are down and out, the poor. The Salvation Army helps people who are poor all over the world, all over the United States, certainly. They're a a wonderful organization, and the fact that they hold to traditional Christian values uh, should not be a surprise to anyone. They're a Christian-based organization, and that shouldn't be a reason to exclude them from support. And when Chick-fil-A gives in, 
to the activists that have been pressuring them to do that, the, that won't satisfy the activists. That will just take the activists to the next level. When we look at what you have just said, L.M. Buddy Pilgrim is my special guest, and Buddy is the CEO, founder of Integrity Leadership. Buddy, what what you've just said, let me ask you this then. Is the workplace, as far as Christian think and speak is concerned, is it shrinking? And do Christians need to be wary of our faith in the workplace? Or do we move forward boldly? I know that you teach those types of principles with integrity leadership, and evidently you saw uh, the handwriting on the wall even as far back as 1998. Speak to us about it. Well, we it has been shrinking, but it needs to stop shrinking because the time's come that Christians need to take a stand. We do not need to be told that we have to rid ourselves of the core beliefs that we have that come from the Bible that we believe to be the Word of God. And those core principles that come to, the, come to us from the Word of God, uh, it's right to express those in every area of our life, our social life, uh, our family life, our business life. I had a man one time years ago, CL, tell me, and he, he professed to be a Christian, but he looked at me with, I think, with good intent, and he said, buddy, let me tell you, God's not interested in the business side of your life. He's interested in the spiritual side of your life. And I said, well, I don't think that's true because that would mean it's okay to have a business side and a spiritual side, a family side and a spiritual side, a relationship side and a spiritual side. And we can't segment our life into all these different compartments and say, we'll handle all these over here by ourselves, God. We only need you on Sunday morning and when we're doing Bible study or in our prayer time, uh, we'll handle everything else on our own. That's a false uh, segmentation of our life into these different areas. But, uh, let me mention something about Chick-fil-A while I've got it on my mind, because I, I know the Chick-fil-A organization very well. I, I knew Truett Cathy when he was alive. I know Dan Cathy, who is the chairman of the board now. I've known him for probably 30 years. When I was at Pilgrim's Pride, Chick-fil-A was one of our largest customers. And I'll never forget the first time that I ever went to Chick-fil-A's headquarters uh, in Atlanta, Georgia, how impressed I was when I walked up to the entrance, and there's a massive granite monument as you walk to the front door. And this may not be the exact quote, but it's very, it's very close. Engraved in this large piece of granite, it says, our, our purpose is to glorify God in all that we do and to have a positive impact upon all we come in contact with. Amen, amen, amen. Now, that, that's a significant statement about the core values of the people who founded that company and of that company itself. And that's not anti-anyone. It's just pro-God. Absolutely. And I, I am disappointed that they've moved away from that. To, and yielded to this LGBTQ uh, leftist, leftist movement. You know, before we transition into uh, to, uh, the the hot topic, well, there's actually two hot topics. We're talking about one, and the other is impeachment. But we what we, we transit before we transition into impeachment, uh, buddy. I, I want to continue here with this Chick Fil A conversation because uh, when you talk about a marketplace that is becoming and has become unfriendly to uh, Christian. Is there something absolutely diabolical? 
diabolical with uh, us defending the right of others to practice their religion. But yet when we as Christians want to exercise our First Amendment right to uh, speak of our religion, we are stymied. Uh, Does that hinder uh, some young Christian who's looking to keep his job, but yet he's afraid to let anybody know that he's a follower of Christ? Is that what integrity leadership uh, also offer as far as instructions on how to be a Christian and a witness for Jesus Christ in the workplace? Talk to us about that a little bit. Well, I, I, I do certainly uh, help to teach that when I go into churches or businesses, either one, stand for your faith. And standing for what you believe in is not standing against anyone else. The problem that we have today, in my opinion, CL, is that those on the, the left, not just in the the so-called LGBTQ community, I don't personally even like that acronym. I'll, I'll tell you why in a minute if you want to hear why, but I don't personally even like the acronym. But those in that community are just one subsegment of the left who want to silence the right. They are not intent with us just saying, okay, uh, we, we accept the fact that, that uh, homosexual people are out there. You can live your own life. You can go your own way. That's we can accept that they're not okay with that. It's that we have to endorse their lifestyle. We have to do everything that we can to support it. And Chick-fil-A's never turned away anyone uh, because of their sexual orientation from being able to eat at their restaurant. And it, it doesn't impact their business policies, really. This is nothing more than an expression of Dan Cathy's personal opinion that, uh, uh, marriage is between a man and a woman, and ultimately the Salvation Army's uh, Christian-based opinion that marriage is between a man and a woman, and there shouldn't be homosexual marriage. There's nothing wrong with that. But it's not enough to just say, okay, you have a different view on the left. You're entitled to your view. That's fine. We have our view. The left never gives up. They never let up. They want us to change our views. When they heard about this decision, they put out a quote that said, if Chick-fil-A is serious about their pledge to stop holding hands with divisive anti-LGBTQ activists, then further transparency is needing, needed regarding their deep ties to organizations like Focus on the Family, which exist purely to harm LGBTQ people and families. Now, that's a false statement. I know the people that focus on the family. They do not exist purely to harm the homosexual community. They exist to lift up traditional families. Absolutely. Absolutely right. I know Dr. James Dobson, and uh, I know for a fact his only desire is to let his light shine before men that people will see God through uh, the ministry that he has. And you're absolutely right. When we talk about diversity, I went through a Chick-fil-A drive through I would think I was in Phoenix uh, a few few months back. And um, now talk about diversity and, and how the left, the LGBTQ, if you want to call them that, uh, community has gotten it wrong. In that drive-through, buddy, uh, the, the young man, or I believe it was, that waited upon me, uh, that took my order, had green streaked and black hair, working for Chick-fil-A. A very nice fella, but he was very diverse. There's no question about it. I know then that they hire people who may not look like your average or what we have begun to, to deem as the average looking Christian, but the church is absolutely diverse, and we are not hating on anyone. 
As you said, we simply do not want the principles of the progressive liberal left to be the guidepost for our society without our voice countering that. And there is no hate in standing up for Christ, is there, buddy? I mean, that is the way they want to paint us. But is that a reality? Uh, That's right. There is no hate in standing up for Christ. In fact, uh, God loves everyone. Jesus loved everyone. As Christians, we love everyone. We may not love everything that people do. I I don't love everything I do. Sometimes I realize I make mistakes and errors in my life. But standing up for good principles doesn't mean you hate people who have a different set of beliefs than you. You may want to convince them to change, but we try to persuade with uh, convincing arguments on the right more often than not. The left tries to persuade with one arguments that are many times aren't true, just flat out false, just like this one I read a minute ago from the founder of GLAD, Drew Anderson, who said focus on the family exists purely to harm that community. That's not true. Uh, we try to work with truth rather than lies, and we don't hate people. We love people. We accept them. We just don't want to be forced to have to endorse someone else's core beliefs that are antithetical to our own. And, you know, when this whole thing first started with Chick-fil-A back in 2012, it was simply because Dan Cathy expressed an opinion that he believed in traditional marriage. Chick-fil-A was attacked. That's when Mike Huckabee led the campaign for Chick-fil-A Day. It was a tremendous success. There were lines around the buildings all over the country with Christian people supporting Chick-fil-A. And really, even people who weren't Christians just liked their food and said you shouldn't try to try to force all kind of political agendas onto a business like that. And but what did happen as a result of that? Dan Dan Cathy went silent. Dan you haven't heard any more comments about Dan Cathy or from Dan Cathy since twenty twelve about traditional marriage. So you would think, okay, they won. They got what they wanted. Dan Cathy shut up, but they didn't win because now they've come back for round two and they've said now not only can you not as a owner or a manager of a business speak out with your own core beliefs. Your organization can't support another organization, Salvation Army, that does wonderful work but also happens to hold to Christian values about marriage. It's not enough there. You can't even support them. And now, here's what we're going to see take place. The announcement that Chick-fil-A's CFO put out is that going forward, they're going to contribute to both faith-based and, quote, non-faith-based charities in the future without discrimination. Now, here's what's going to happen. They're going to end up getting tremendous pressure from these left-wing activists, from socialists, and from homosexual activists in the LGBTQ community to contribute to organizations like GLAAD that support and advocate for all of the beliefs that are antithetical to Christian beliefs. You, you, you just watch and see. It's not going to be enough just to quit supporting the Salvation Army. The next thing, they're going to be forced into supporting activists for core beliefs that are antithetical to what they really stand for. Wow. And folks, if you do not believe that the LGBT um, movement, it's actually a religion, uh, is a political arm of the Democrat Party, you are not thinking uh, properly about them. We're going to return after this short break with my special guest this hour, L.M. Buddy Pilgrim. Uh, And he is the co-founder, it was the founder and CEO of in 
integrity leadership, integrity leadership. And uh, folks, we're going to talk about uh, education a little bit when we return. Uh, Are Christians, are you Christians out there really understanding who you are? Be right back. Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. Timely, credible, thoughtful discussion. This is the Loving Liberty Radio Network. Our hands are lifted high. Our hearts are bowing in C.L. back with you on this great day in the USA. Thank you for coming along with us as we build the bridge to conversation right here on the C.L. Bryant Show. I want to thank all the terrestrial stations who replay uh, this show throughout the Fruited Plains. I want to thank Loving Liberty for inviting us into their uh, pl- onto their platform and also Liberty Roundtable for having us as part of their family uh, as well. Uh, you're listening to us by means of our flagship station. Red State Talk, the number one talk platform in America. And hey, folks, uh, when we left, we were talking about with Buddy Pilgrim, and he had had coined a phrase here for the show, forced to endorse. We don't want to be forced to endorse uh, an LBGTQ uh, agenda. That's that's the whole argument right there. I mean, can a sovereign citizen be forced to endorse something that is against their core? values and principles. It has been said that the group think mentality is guiding all of this. If you are looking to the group for your direction, then quite frankly, you're lost. Let's talk about that, buddy. Uh, when we talk about uh, education, and I, I talk to a lot of churches, I preach in a lot of churches around the, the, the nation, and uh, many times I am uh, stunning, I, I'm aware, I'm stunned by uh, being aware of how little world, uh, biblical worldview, Christians in uh, churches actually have left in them. Is it a part of uh, integrity leadership to re-fire that type of education in the American people? Well, most of what I do is done in churches, and yes, churches need to understand the importance of educating people. I think one of the most important things churches can do is educate their congregations on political issues. Now, some people are very opposed to that. Some people, when a pastor stands up in the pulpit and starts talking about anything political, they want to run from it. They say, that's not your job. You just need to preach the word. You don't need to talk about politics. I didn't come to church to hear about politics, but we all learn about political issues 
somewhere, and our political viewpoints are based on some set of values. So if you're a Christian, if you're a faith-oriented person, there's no better place to learn a, to, to gain the worldview, the lens through which you need to view political issues than at church. And pastors have a responsibility to teach their congregations about the faith-based perspective of all things political so that you can vote according to the word. And it's not just these issues that have to do with homosexuality. It has to do with socialism and economic, what, what some call social justice, which is nothing, nothing more than um, the, the lead-in to socialism, which is by definition, as you know, CL, a godless society. Socialism can't exist if people have a God as their God. Socialism exists when you have government as God. And that's why the socialists have a core uh, mission to try to destroy religious beliefs so that government can be replaced as the source, the grantor of your rights and the source of your rights, rather than your rights being unalienable, coming from God, not being able to be taken away by man, as the founders of our company laid them out, the country laid them out to be. Spot on, buddy. Pilgrim, uh, I absolutely believe that the family uh, creates the best citizens uh, in order to promote and uh, have a, a great uh, effect upon a society. And being a citizen of any society, you're going to come in contact with the politics of society. And, buddy, uh, the sermon that I preach and the message that I carry around this country, you have just uh, reiterated and said it. That is, if you don't understand that uh, the preacher should be involved with the Caesars of this world. You misunderstand the entire mission that Christ came as far as showing us redemption from all of that. And of course, eternal life, because he took on the Pharisees. He took on the Sadducees, the uh, <laughs> political uh, uh, and religious uh, structure well, of uh, that day. He took them on, got him crucified. But pa- you know what, buddy? I'm afraid that so many of us ministers are afraid of the crucifixion and we don't understand the power of the resurrection. And so uh, that is where I, I have been, been going with that message. And certainly, buddy, I want to uh, continue talking to you about that. But I want to shift gears now just a bit because we have on, in, in my opinion, the same type of farce that is happening uh, against Christians and business Christians in the business workplace. We have the same type of farce uh, right before our eyes on Capitol Hill at this very moment with the Adam Schiff uh, uh, fiasco that's going on. What is the end game in your opinion, buddy? This is a fight they cannot win. What points are they trying to score? I don't get it. I don't understand why this is not over and why the American people are still paying for this with our tax dollars. Talk to us. Well, I think the political end game is to destroy all credibility of Donald Trump. I think it's to make him out as, as, as a crook, uh, as a corrupt politician. And it's a, it's a false image that they're presenting, but they want to destroy this man. Ultimately, they would, they would love to run him out of office. And in fact, I already know that there are books that are in the works right now to it that are, that attack Vice President Pence and seek to destroy 
his character and his reputation. Because if the left were to be successful in running Trump out of office, and I don't think they ever will be because they would have to get 20 Republicans in the Senate to vote him out of office, to convict him of what they're going to be, what the articles of impeachment are going to be voted on in the House about. I don't think they're ever going to get the conviction in the Senate that, that would be required to take him out of office. But if they did, they already have a lineup set in place to start attacking Vice President Pence because the left is unrelenting, unstopping. Their, their uh, tactics are to intimidate and silence anyone who opposes their views. It's not simply for them to be allowed to have their views. They have to silence anyone who opposes them. And their views, as we've seen this past year in the Democrat campaign for president, for their nomination, is more and more filled with the ideas of socialism, wealth redistribution, government power, government control, and the government taking the produce of one's labor, which is the earnings that you get to get to enjoy from the work that you engage in. And you know what, buddy, when you think about what you've just said and uh, we think about how they are uh, waging this particular uh, war against the president of the United States, they're going to fail in doing this. Do you think that we have a a good, the better, the best chance with them conducting themselves in the fashion that they are? Of re, are they the best players? I guess is my question. Are they the best players at this point on the conservative and Christian side? Uh, because I think America is beginning to awaken to this. Uh, do you see that happening as well? I, I do. I think they're overplaying their hand on this. I've watched as much of the uh, uh, impeachment proceedings as I could during the day. I keep the television on in my office, and when I'm not in the middle of something where I have to have dedicated attention to it. I listen to what's going on in the background. And I watch the news at the end of the night as well on the recaps. And I really think they've overplayed their hand. If any if any just independent-minded American will just look at the series of events that have taken place, they first attacked President Trump saying he was guilty of collusion with Russia. The Mueller investigation went on for two and a half years, spent $35 million. He was supposed, Mueller was supposed to be this wonderful, great uh, person who was going to bring the truth forward. Well, after two and a half years and $35 million, they could find no evidence of corruption. So then they said, well, that must be because Trump obstructed justice. But then there was a finding that there was no obstruction of justice, as the uh, attorney general found. So they moved from Russia collusion to obstruction of justice. Now they've They've moved to this quid pro quo uh, with Ukraine, and then they found out that Americans don't understand quid pro quo and don't relate to it. So many people may not know this. The Democrats actually did focus groups over the last few weeks and found out that people like the term bribery. So in the last 10 days, you've heard them starting to use the term bribery is what Trump was guilty of. So they just keep looking for anything that they can throw out there that will stick against the wall that will try to paint President Trump as a corrupt individual. And I think they've overplayed their hand for anyone who pays close attention to what's going on. 
You know, uh, when we talk about that, buddy, uh, you, you bring to mind something that I, uh, a doctor, um, in fact, one of your, your fellow te- Texans, uh, Dr. Marlene McMillan, uh, brought forth to me. And she said that uh, Americans uh, right now are being exposed to redefinitions. And one that she pointed out was you often hear the word, that's not who we are as Americans, which means that the progressive liberals are trying to redefine who we are as Americans. It's a it's a method of reprogramming. Let me ask you this. Is there a double mindedness uh, that creates this unstable uh, type of path or or bridge that we're walking on? It it seems like Americans in our defiant ignorance sometimes uh, are very double minded and we 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 speak in a double minded type of way. And you're seeing that on Capitol Hill right now. But he talked to us about where a double minded nation can actually uh, uh, wind up what does it lead to well the bible says a double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways uh, so you have to know what you believe in and you have to understand the facts to not be double-minded and the, the left wants you to become double-minded you, you mentioned uh, the definition of words we have seen so many words and phrases and terms be redefined by the left over the last few years. There's a phrase that uh, God really dropped into my heart as I was at a meeting. This has probably been five or six years ago. I'd never said this before in my life. I never even thought about it until these words came out of my mouth. But I stood up in the, in the middle of this group when we had an opportunity to each speak when it was our turn. And I said this, words are the ammunition in any battle of persuasion. Words are the ammunition in any battle of persuasion. And politics is by definition a battle of persuasion. You persuade people in politics. Just like you persuade people from the pulpit if you're a preacher. Words are the ammunition. So if words are the ammunition, why would you ever allow your enemy to supply your ammunition? And time and time again, we have allowed the left to define the words, define the terms, therefore supply our ammunition, and then we argue with them using their definition of terms instead of going back to the correct definition of terms. I'll, I'll give you one simple example, and then I'll, I'll be quiet on this point. Uh, assault weapons. We hear them talked about assault weapons all the time. The term assault weapon was created by Diane Feinstein in a way to demonize legitimate firearms that are really no different than other firearms that are out there. Semi, a semi-automatic firearm that has a particular cosmetic look to it, she defined as an assault weapon. But the truth is, there's no such thing as an assault weapon. When you go into the gun store, you go in for a pistol or a rifle, a revolver or a semi-automatic. You know, you go in for a shotgun. or, or Those are terms that define le- legitimate firearms. You don't go in saying, I'd like an assault weapon today, please. <laughs> but we bought into that. And we, we, when we talk about assault weapons and use that phrase any time other than to delegitimize it, we give the term credibility, and we're using their ammunition 
in our battle of persuasion, and we've got to quit doing that. You're absolutely right, uh, and uh, I think Clint Eastwood said that, heck, all wep- all uh, guns, all kn- a knife, all of them are assault weapons. I mean, you know, what are you, what are you talking about? Uh, we don't want assault weapons, and you're absolutely right, buddy. Uh, listen, I'm going to be using this, which you just gave the audience, and the many thousands of you listening out there, I don't want you to miss this. Buddy Pilgrim just gave us all something uh, to ponder and to chew on uh, from now on. And he said, if words are the ammunition, why do we let our enemies supply us with the ammunition for the fight? I mean, hey, listen, when they redefine words, uh, they are. And and then you, of course, get into malaise and arguments with them. Many times you are not aware that the definition of terms have Changed. My special guest here with me is L. M. Buddy Pilgrim. Buddy, when we talk about, uh, I've got about four minutes left in this segment. I hope you can stay with me through the short break uh, for a few more minutes on the other side of it. But I want to talk to you now about um, uh, the president and uh, his coming to Washington, D.C. as an outsider. Now, you and I were both um, uh, national uh, spokespeople for the Cruise campaign. And quite frankly, I can admit this to you and to everybody else, many thousand of you listening out there, that I uh, am. I'm glad that uh, Ted uh, had to wait his turn to be president of the United States because I think in this climate, God knew that uh, a man like Donald Trump would be best suited for this job. However, buddy, there has been an allegiance um, to relativism through the ideas of political correctness that has come about. Is political correctness designed to strengthen that allegiance to relativism? Talk to us a little bit about that, buddy, buddy program, from your perspective. Oh, political correctness is such a dangerous thing. That's one of the things that I think is so refreshing about Donald Trump and was from the time that he originally announced his his campaign, even though at that time I was working for Ted Cruz and running against Donald Trump in the Republican primaries you just mentioned. Donald Trump is not politically correct. He's not concerned about politically correct. He's an honest, straightforward uh, broker of the thoughts that are in his mind. And I think that's refreshing, and we need some of that. Political correctness, and that goes back to this whole battle of words, political correctness is about someone else controlling what you say. And that's a dangerous thing because the founders knew what they were doing when they made the very first of the Bill of Rights, the the, the right to speech, religion, and association. That First Amendment is so vitally important to us because if we can't speak freely and share our beliefs, then it's a very dangerous place where we live. And we've been headed in that direction for some years now, but it's accelerated. When we see what's going on on college campuses today, where any time a conservative spokesperson comes there to even even discuss conservative ideas, they're they're run off the stage. There's violent protests out front. They set buildings and trash cans on fire. There are riots outside. We've seen that just this past week, just to to try to silence us completely from even expressing our ideas. This is control of words to control the argument. Uh, the comment I made a minute ago would apply to, that's why I said I don't like LGBTQ or LGBTQ plus now. It used to be just called the homosexual community or the gay and homosexual community. 
Well, first it went from homosexual, then it went to gay, which was a little more innocuous word. And when, when uh, during Barack Obama's administration, uh, gay marriage, homosexual marriage, was approved by the Supreme Court, I looked at my wife one day and I said, you watch now. You're not going to hear the word homosexual used hardly anymore. What you're going to hear is LGBTQ because they want to equate bisexuality and transgenderism as being equivalent to homosexuality, which homosexuality is a legitimate thing. It exists. People do have a sexual attraction to a person of the same sex. I'm not saying that doesn't exist. That's real. Now, transgenderism, quite frankly, I don't think is real. You cannot transition your gender to something else. I am and forever will be a male. There is nothing I can do physically to me or, or chemically or anything else that will ever make me female. Absolutely. But when you list LGBTQ, uh, the T, transgenderism, equates it on an equal level to those other things. It also equates bisexuality, which is a deviant form of sexual addiction that you, you're so addictionally to sex, addicted to sex you want to have sex with both men and women at the same time, or you can't decide which one you want to do on which day. It, it puts all of those on the same level, and it's a very innocuous term. Hold and that I term. Said, hold that thought, hold that thought right there, Buddy Pilgrim. Hold okay. that thought right there. We're okay. up against this break. We'll be right back with more of the C.L. Bryant Show. Don't go anywhere. You thought I was worth saving So you came and changed my life You thought I was worth So you clean me up inside. You thought I was to die for. So you sacrifice. Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot, on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. Stand up for America. Then Americans, stand up, stand up, stand up. God bless you. God bless America. That is D-Rock's latest release, I Am an American. I was very honored to lend my voice to the opening of his song. You can get it anywhere. Music is sold. I Am an American by D-Rock, D-Rock Country. I uh, am on with a friend of the show, friend of mine. He is one of our native sons, a businessman extraordinaire, uh, Buddy Pilgrim, L.M. Buddy Pilgrim. And, Buddy, when you left, you were uh, sharing with us in no uncertain terms just how uh, the word play and the redefinition of terms is, in fact, affecting the American landscape. You were saying something that I absolutely agree with, and that is that there is no changing of your chromosomes. You are male or you are female. That 
that is what how God created uh, his crowning uh, glory uh, human beings uh, here on this earth and he said it was good he thought it was a good thing uh, for us <laughs> to be that way and so uh, buddy uh, let me ask you this then we have these opinion polls the president has uh, the phrase uh, fake news and all that uh, type of thing but these opinion polls if you don't agree with the polls if you don't agree with the general mood of the group think that is taking place in this country there's nothing wrong with the polls according to the progressive liberals there's nothing wrong with the democrat party a progressive liberal is something wrong with you and because there's something wrong with you uh people are very reluctant to actually speak their minds truthfully in any of these polls have we gotten to a place where polls are absolutely useless uh buddy program uh, is this just a waste of time listening to anybody talk about polls I, I- I, I think you're probably right, CL. I think you have really made a brilliant statement just now that people have become so intimidated through political correctness, which is really taken to you, – you brought up that term just before the break, political correctness, and it's been taken to an even higher level now that it's not just that you have to be politically correct. You, you, you don't dare speak anything against what the, what the mainstream left-wing media is trying to frame as the right way to view any issue, whether it's socialism, whether it's – it's uh, homosexuality, whether it's what some, uh, what is truly abortion or murder of an unborn baby that used to be called choice, that's now called women's health care. And I'll tell you, there's nothing either healthy or caring about killing a baby prior to it being born. But that's another example of how political correctness has taken charge of the language and moved it to a higher level where it's, it's more than just being politically correct. You've got to be an advocate for the left-wing agenda before they ever let up on you. You know, buddy, when we talk about being an advocate uh, for uh, various agendas, uh, my entire goal with my life, being a minister of the gospel over 40 years, is to make Jesus Christ famous to everybody uh, I, I come in contact with. And uh, folks know that if you listen to this show, you're going to get a good jo- dose of Jesus Christ. Uh, no question about that. But uh, when we when we look at, uh, buddy, the, the political landscape that is uh, before us now, and we think about where we're going to be five, ten years down the road. Our young people figure into that. We have a Kanye West, and I haven't talked to anyone about this because I, I'm not really. Uh, I've had my. I've been at odds with Con, Kanye over the years uh, because of other things. But uh, I'm always uh, happy to see anyone come to to Jesus Christ. Uh, but you know, it, it's amazing how we as Christians many times, uh, our call to uh, scrutinize and uh, make sure we guard uh, the kingdom. And, and so uh, it, it would tell, talk to us. Let's talk about this. Let's have this discussion. How do we begin to deal with uh, our young people who, in fact, uh, will flock to a, someone like Kanye when they express their faith in, in our, our Lord? What, what are we looking for? What what should we be on the lookout for, if anything, Buddy Pilgrim? 
Well, you know, I'm glad to see Kanye West come to know the Lord. I believe his conversion, from what I've seen of it, is genuine. It's sincere. He's as bold as I've seen anyone, you know, lately. He is not a fully mature Christian in the sense of he has not been trained up in the Word, and there's a lot of things he doesn't know. He doesn't know, he doesn't know what he doesn't know yet, but what he does know is Jesus Christ has changed his life. It's real. It's a transition that you can't make up. Uh, that you can't fabricate. And so I pray that he will be a catalyst that causes a lot of other young people to uh, realize what's missing in their life and to look for the only thing that will fill it, and that's Christ. And also I think it's good to see people that are as well-known as him take a stand for the things that he's standing up for now so that people will rethink their political positions on who they support. And... uh, and also rethink some of the left-wing ideology that's taking place out there. You know, the left has taken over our schools, our educational systems, on everything from climate change to social justice to socialism uh, to sex education. They're trying to teach, uh, you know, third and fourth graders about transgenderism uh, to try to affect their mind early on that this is just a normal part of human behavior. It's just normal. Some people are male, some are female, some are both. That's what you want to teach people, teach a kid when he's 9 or 10 years old. No? That's why we've got to take back the education system, CL. And yes, we do. We've got to get involved in every level of election, including the school board. Absolutely, folks. Uh, It's time for all the Chen music to stop. It's time for you to move with your feet into action and get yourselves elected. And by all means, go and vote. Your faces are long here in Louisiana, although I'm about to be in Colorado. But your faces are long in Louisiana. And I looked at the uh, exit polls as far as polling was concerned among Republican voters. Republicans, you didn't go vote. You did not go vote. And that is what you must do now. And let me ask you this in lieu of what you were talking about. We were talking about Kanye West. And, and buddy, I agree with you. I'm I'm glad to see him come in for this reason, if nothing else. He once uh, described himself as suicidal uh, years ago. And um, uh, his life was spinning out of control. And in America today, a land where you have young people who have everything that they possibly could want at their family. Fingertips, but yet they obviously don't want to live because they're committing suicide in droves. Uh, and it, it's very troubling to see the ages of 15 to 25 uh, killing themselves uh, in young Americans as uh-huh. they are. Uh, buddy, what type of society? We have about six minutes left in the interview, buddy. But I want, I want you to speak to this because uh, what you do and what I do, I, I, I want it to be effective. How do we reach these young people? How do we do that? The Baptist church tells me that they're seeing such a falling away uh, in their their young congregants. Uh, What's happening here? Well, uh, you don't know what to believe because they're brought up with uh, a set of teachings starting in elementary school, like I said just a minute ago, that bring confusion into their life. And, uh, of course, the enemy doesn't care if somebody kills himself when they're a teenager. That's fine with them. You know, the enemy comes only to, uh, to kill, to steal, kill, steal, to steal, kill, and destroy. Yeah. That's the only reason he comes. So he's happy with that. And uh, the youth have got to understand there's, there's more in life 
Um, there's a guy by the name of uh, Dean Sykes. I was just talking actually to Dean yesterday, who has a ministry that is co- it's called You Matter. He is completely focused. His ministry, the total focus of his ministry, is on helping youth who are on the verge of uh, uh, of killing themselves. Yeah. Wow, that is amazing. And I never realized it was that big of a problem until I got to know him. But it, you're you're right when you bring it up. It's serious. It's huge. It's serious. It is, it is absolutely huge, the type of pain that young people are inflicting upon themselves. I believe that it comes as a direct uh, uh, outshoot of a broken family. Buddy, uh, it has been great being mm-hmm. on with you. But before we go, I want you to tell the folks one more time about the, your organization, Integrity leadership and how we get a hold and engage with you well thank you it's integrityleadership.org all one word integrityleadership.org and I teach in businesses or I teach in churches to how to apply God's word to the workplace regardless of whether your workplace is a traditional business a political campaign a church or a ministry uh, we can all get guidance from God's Word on how to be good leaders, how to be effective managers, and how to be effective communicators, and how to have the right kind of godly general principles that will guide every decision we make on the job. And uh, it's a it's the passion of my life. I love doing it. it get, it's why I get involved in politics because politics is a workplace, and uh, it's why I have great friends like you, CL. I appreciate you having me on today. Absolutely, and please tell uh, one of the the, the people in, uh, that's that's still alive on this earth that I admire so much, uh, Kenneth Copeland, uh, that I said hello, and I would love to just if he could give me ten minutes, five minutes, I'll take five minutes of of uh, Kenneth Copeland. <laughs> on the show. I tell him I'll let him say anything, anything that he wants to say on the show uh, and uh, if we can get him on. But listen, God bless you and God keep you is my prayer and continue to fight the good fight, buddy Pilgrim. I know that you will because you are fighting the good fight. Thank you again, friend, for being on with me. Thank you so much. God bless. I'm C.L. This is the C.L. Bryant Show. That was L.M. Buddy Pilgrim, the founder, president of uh, Integrity Leadership. Integrity Leadership. And folks, believe me, in these times, in times like these, uh, we certainly need organizations that will shepherd us through the word of God into a sometimes, oftentimes, and growing hostile uh, environment for those of us who are people of faith. Uh, It's amazing how God is able to raise up uh, certain ones in times like these to be uh, messengers to a generation. And we talked about all types of things, and we wound up uh, speaking about how uh, God uh, is raising up someone even like Kanye West. But how about you? You have your story to tell and you should tell it. And uh, when we talk about integrity leadership, I believe it was dot org. We're talking about uh, an organization that you can become a part of and make a difference. Learning the tools of engagement in this society at this point in time. I'm looking forward to uh, all of you coming back after the top of the hour for the second half of the C.L. Bryan show. There is so much more that we have to talk about. I want to expound and uh, 
uh, press on with um, the idea that if words are the ammunition that's used in political debate, discussion, and religious debate and discussion, then why is it we are gaining and using the enemies of this republic as the suppliers of our ammunition? They are giving us our words. We're going to talk about that. There's no doubt about it. When you look at this fiasco that's going on on Capitol Hill, you are looking at a a redefinition of words. Even the death penalty word politically, impeachment, we're looking at the redefinition of what that should mean. It is being misapplied because it is being misrepresented through misrepresented through its redefinition. We got to talk about that. I'm CL. This is the CL Brian show. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back after the top of the hour. Thanks for listening. 